0: Welcome to College Knowledge, Learning Allies podcast for college students who are blind or low vision. This show brings together three core elements of Learning Allies College Success Program mentoring, resources, and community. I am your co host, Brian DeWartin, blind mentor, software engineer, and universal designer. When you think about a mentor, what comes to mind? Is it someone who helped you through a tough time? Or maybe it was someone that helped you find the career path you were going to pursue. Maybe this person helped you become a better blind person or maybe just a better human in general. A mentor can be all of these things and much more. Our Learning Ally CSP mentors have all undergone several interviews as well as a background check. We work with our students to set goals and we even celebrate with them when they achieve those goals. But we are also individuals. Just like our students, we all come from different backgrounds, experiences with our vision, and areas of interest. The person who coordinates this process is Abigail Shaw, part paper chaser, part interviewer, and to use her words, part platonic matchmaker. To interview her today is my co-host, Rachel Greider.
1: Thanks, Brian. Abigail thinks of blindness as one of many parts of her identity, She attributes her positive attitude about her disability to her mother, who worked as a sign language interpreter, but also developed extensive knowledge about visual impairment along the way. Abigail studied music and audio engineering and is now pursuing her master's degree in social work. She moved from her home state of North Carolina to Brooklyn, New York. She is also a runner, who has competed in marathons in New York City with Achilles International. She is also, incidentally, the audio engineer for this podcast. Welcome to the podcast as a speaker, Abigail.
2: Thanks, Rachel. It's fun to be the person in front of the microphone.
1: (laughs) All right. So how did you become interested
2: in college success? I actually started working for the College Success Program in the fall of 2015 as a mentor. Um, another uh, staff person at the time had reached out to me and let me know that there was they were looking for mentors and um, shortly after being a mentor for about a semester, the position of mentor coordinator opened and the rest is history.
1: Mm, that's great. So, on to uh, something that I'm sure everyone is curious about, matchmaking. Why do you call yourself a platonic matchmaker? And how does
2: the process work for you and for a student? (laughs) So, uh, I kind of just think of it as a match. I've never never witnessed or met someone who does matchmaking professionally, but the ways in... (laughs) It's conveyed through media or the classic uh, Fiddler on the Roof musical. You know, there's. Um, oh, yeah. I love that <laughs> musical. <laughs> um, usually, really involved in, uh, you know, getting to know as much as they can about these two parties and um, connecting them for, well, in the non Platonic way um, of, you know, a happy life together as a married couple. But for, for all of intents and purposes for our program, um, I think of it as a platonic matchmaker because I really try to learn as much as I can about the student and match them up with a mentor who um, has things in common with them, whether that's through academics, mm-hmm. the technology they use, their personality. Um, so I I compile all the information that students and mentors both share with me. And then I kind of shift things around and think about who would work best together. Right, that's that's
1: great. Sounds like a hard job, but, but it sounds like a lot of fun too. Um, so as a blind student, I always wanted to know what a job was like from day to day. Could you describe what your job looks like on a daily basis?
2: Yeah, so I also split my time at Learning Ally with our production department in uh, helping to produce our audiobooks. So part of my day is spent on those tasks, and the other part is on the College Success Program. Um, I've been working Mm -hmm. remotely for Learning Ally for the last about three years, so I work from home and occasionally go into our Princeton headquarters in New Jersey once a month or so. Um, But I love getting to work from home. I create my own schedule. I have a little corner of my apartment where I always go to work. Um, I have lots of meetings with our college success program core team over uh, video conferencing. I collaborate with my colleagues on Google Docs and Sheets a lot. Um, I connect with our mentors and follow up on questions they might Mm -hmm. have supporting students. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of reviewing of our audio for the audiobooks part um, and following up That's with our cool. volunteer. Yeah, following up with like our volunteer narrators and listeners to make sure that they are helping us to produce books in a timely manner so we can get them to students. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a mixed mm-hmm. bag of things. A lot of interpersonal kind of uh, work as well as like some technical audio pieces too. That's great. So
1: you you do a lot. That's amazing. Um, so what is one piece of advice you'd give college students on their journey?
2: So one thing I think when I think about starting college is that it was a bit of a scary time because there was a lot of unknowns. Certainly, a lot of. Mm. Uh, anticipation and excitement of getting to meet new people learning lots of new things Um, but I think one thing I would encourage students to remember is that it's okay to ask for for help whenever you're uncomfortable or not sure or you just need assistance doing something Um, because asking for help doesn't mean that you're any less independent or capable Um, we all need to Mm -hmm. lean on each other at, at times and so whether asking a professor to better explain an assignment, um, asking a roommate to help you if you've lost, you know, a shoe that has seemed to disappear (laughs) into the Uh abyss, asking, like, uh, somebody in the cafeteria if you're holding a bottle of, you know, orange juice versus apple juice. Like, I think it's okay, and we should encourage one another to reach out whenever we need help with the small small things and the big things.
1: Excellent. Oh, so is there anything else you'd like to share with us?
2: Uh, I'm just really excited that we have this program. I wish it had been around when I was a student. Um, and I'm excited, oh, yes. that we're, <laughs> I'm excited that we're expanding to you know, do things like this podcast. And I hope that students will continue to stay in touch with us and give us their feedback on um, how things are working or how they could be better.
1: Great, thank you so much for coming on the program, Abigail. Thanks, Rachel. Now, we'd like to introduce a mentor and a couple students who have benefited from this program. So first, I'm going to bring Brian back in. Um, He is completing his Ph.D. in software engineering at Arizona State University. He loves talking technology, writing software, and building universally designed assistive technology. He is also the father of an 11-year-old daughter and 9-year-old twin sons. Brian, welcome to the podcast as a guest. (laughs)
0: Thank you, Rachel. Appreciate it.
1: All right. So in general, what was your college experience like and how did that inspire you to mentor?
0: That is a great question uh, and one that I love to share with those who I interact with. Um, I like to be honest with everybody that I speak with about this because it really is the reason why I do what I do. I always tell people that my first semester was almost my last semester in college, mm-hmm. at least in higher education. I first started oh, wow. um I took two classes. Yeah, I took two classes at a community college and I thought things were going pretty well um, for for what I could expect from a community college. Um and when I got to a university, I was always kind of under the impression. That, oh, things are going to be so amazing. They're going to have all the resources. They're really going to have this accommodation thing down pat. Mm. Um, And the only struggle I'm going to have is, you know, doing the classes, right? Um, Well, Mm. I was wrong. I wasn't as accurate. And I think a lot of our students uh, can attest to this, that um, not all universities do have it down pat. Some might, but others don't. Um, so really what it takes is being able to advocate for yourself. And so my yeah. first semester was almost my last semester because I got there and I was taking calculus and physics and um, some pretty tough courses as a, a somewhat newly blind student. Um, and there wasn't much support there. And it came mm-hmm. to the point where I had to drop calculus and I had to focus all my time and so many hours in the tutor center. Um, but I ended up getting through it. So. Uh, my awesome. original um, stop was to not give up and uh, just to keep going and seek out resources and kind of like we all do, uh, we find workarounds and uh, find ways to solve the problems yes. that we that we face.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Brian. So, um, on to mentoring. What do you enjoy most about mentoring? <laughs>
0: Uh, how much time do we got? <laughs> um, I, I especially <laughs> like mentoring. Um, for me, mentoring is uh, as much for me as it is for the students, and I tell all of them that because I don't look at them as mentees. I don't rarely ever call them mentees. Um, I I like to think of me as developing relationships with them, uh, friendships, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, my background is in computer science and software engineering, which is a a pretty specific area. And it's one that not a lot of people are in if they have um, a a vision disability. So what I am unique in is that I have students who I work with who are pursuing uh, educational careers in that area. So we have a lot in common right out the gate. And we get to talk about Uh, things that we're doing, things that we want to do. And it's so awesome as someone who has this innovative mind to hear and work with students who their mind is even more innovative. And uh, just, it's just, it's so inspiring to me all the time when I meet these students and I'm like, wait, how old are you? And you've done what? Uh, It's just, it's very, it's very inspiring to me. So I I really love to work with the students um, and and to hear what they're doing and what they want to do and just really come beside them and and push them, not let them uh, cut corners and and to just keep letting them Mm -hmm. push it to, till they achieve what they want.
1: Wonderful, Brian. I can absolutely attest to that as well. Um, So what would you say um, is one of the greatest challenges that you faced as a mentor?
0: I, I, again, just being honest, I think that one of the biggest challenges is uh, for me as someone who is uh, trying to develop relationships, working relationships, friendships with students is when they don't want to ask questions. Um, I mm-hmm. I can only help them or, or give them advice or coach them or share my experiences if I know what they're going through. Um, I can guess what yes. they're going through, but as we all can attest to, it's not all one size fits all, right? So we can't just mm-hmm. guess that their experience is exactly like my experience. Um, so if they don't ask questions, if they don't want to participate, if they don't want to engage, it really is difficult for me um, to work with them. But for the most part, I think uh, as engineers, they always have questions. They're always used to going out and looking for answers. And, and we, we always mm-hmm. just kind of keep our 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 channels our networking resource channels open if you will that's the people that's the websites that's the podcasts or the you know forums whatever it is where we find answers open so I don't run into that too often but every now and then I get a student who I work with that it either takes them a long time to open up and ask questions or they just never really do so that's kind of the hardest thing for me.
1: So, Brian, what would you tell a student who is considering working with a mentor or a student who is required by a program to work with one?
0: Great question. Um, I would tell them definitely take the opportunity um, to partner with somebody, develop a relationship with somebody who um, the great I think probably the best thing and I think you can attest to this as well. The best thing about the College Success Program is the fact that they do a lot of work to match students with a mentor who is in their same walk of life. Either they're pursuing music degrees or they're already professional musicians such as yourself, um, or you know mm-hmm. they they're in acting or they're social workers or they're engineers and they match you with students who are doing that same thing. So it's so beneficial. Um, I would say this to any student with a visual impairment or not, that you really need to open up yourself to seeking out resources. Um, Those resources are people. Like I said, those resources are, um, tutor centers. Those could be groups or clubs or organizations. Um, but when you don't get yourself out there and you don't get involved and network with people, you're really closing yourself off to, um, your full potential, I believe, because there are people who have gone through what you've gone through. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. so important that we don't reinvent the wheel, the title of this podcast, right? Don't reinvent the wheel. Um, Go Mm -hmm. for it, talk to them, ask them questions, pick their brain, brainstorm together and just really uh, take advantage of the opportunity you have to learn from somebody who's done what you've done or done what you could be doing.
1: Yes, I, I I absolutely agree with you. It's very difficult to be successful if you try to do everything alone, right? Absolutely, um, yes. So absolutely. We we really, we really, we need to, to network and, and our matchmaker knows what she's doing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah,
0: platonic matchmaker um, professional. Our
1: platonic matchmaker, yes. So um thank you so much, Brian, um for uh sharing your insights. Um so now let's Uh, Let's go on to our two students. Our first student is Faison Jamel, one of Brian's mentees. And don't worry, this isn't like a reality show when the two of them will start yelling at each other. Um, Faison, welcome to the show. Could you tell us a little about yourself?
3: Thank you for having me. Uh, Let's see, where do I start? Uh, (laughs) uh, I am a student who's studying computer science at SUNY New Paltz. Currently, I'm in my... uh, third year of college i hail from uh basically like a western long western nassau county in long island new york it's like right near the city uh and i've been visually impaired awesome. since pretty much birth it has gotten to a point where i'm completely blind in my left eye but i can with my vision in my right eye is fine
1: okay great thank you so what is one challenge you have faced during college
3: uh well more than 10 more than i can count on my fingers i can tell you that much uh
4: mm,
3: let's see yeah. as for <laughs> but the one that keeps coming up and the one that's like always i mean always at the front of forefront of my mind is always like a time management where it's like even or it's like okay oh yeah yeah no we all have this issue in college it seems like but well, you know it's like you have like even like with a semester like this current semester that we're going through right now, where I have, I'm have i only taking three classes. Uh, I have a class where the professor mm-hmm. is nice lady. She gives a lot of work. She gives a lot of work. And compound that with my other two classes where one of them is uh, calculus too, which for anyone who has had the, uh, let's say pleasure of taking that class, who who's had the privilege of taking that class, uh, would agree that it's not an experience you want to go through again.
1: Hmm. I, I haven't taken that class, but I can imagine. <laughs> um, I can definitely imagine what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I don't so, talking about. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, I very much do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's why I'm a music major, guys. <laughs> All right. So how has working with a mentor helped with this challenge that you just described?
3: Now, Brian... Brian as you know, it's my mentor. He has been extremely helpful when it comes to this sort of thing, and I say extremely helpful as you know, as helpful as someone can be in this situation. Where we will uh, go exchange back and forth text messages. We were texting about this well like a couple weeks ago before uh, before my online classes started. Uh, he has been extremely helpful in the in the regard that. Mm-hmm. I have been mentioning that you know I have you know struggles with time management or this issue and that issue and he's like suggested ways I can you know handle that like with like mobile apps or computer apps or whatever so for time management specifically he has recommended he rec- he gave me a couple recommendations for apps like google keep uh microsoft has their own to-do list app uh and there's like you know any.do wonder list that's uh, I eventually went with the Google option of uh, Google Keep because uh, I don't use my Microsoft account that much, and I've Google rehas me in their in their clutches. So you know, mm-hmm. give them, give them some more food to feed on, if you know what I'm saying. They have us all, buddy. Yeah, they do.
1: Great, thank you for for sharing that. That is a great example of how your mentor has helped you, um, and uh, and also how technology has helped you. So, um, now that we've talked about challenges, uh, what is one thing that you enjoy about college?
3: The people. Without a doubt, it's, it's dorm life and the people you meet there. And that's what's absolutely made college for me. Like right now, yes, college, it, college to me is all about dorm life where not that, not that I have, you know, parties in my room and stuff like that. Not that I'm like too distracted from my studies, but I have like a, group of friends I hang out with people that I very much enjoy the company (laughs) of and yeah very much enjoy the company of and that they I I hope I hope enjoy my company but I consider them you know friends and I and I really hope that after college we can stay in touch but we'll see how that goes hopefully well hopefully well
1: that's that's so do you feel that the social aspect of college is just as important as the academic aspect
3: oh absolutely I learned that firsthand my first year where uh Mm -hmm. I had a tough schedule for a first semester for a newbie for a first semester kid uh and I needed I didn't have a good group of friends to turn to so I had to find I've had to find one and luckily within the past couple like past two-ish years I found one so excellent
1: that's that's that is wonderful
0: so, Faison, can you let us know? Have you used any of the school resources such as like your gym or your tutoring center? Have gotten involved with any clubs or organizations um, at school?
3: Yeah, sure. It's a good question, Brian. Uh, let's just start with the facility because that takes a bit uh, that's a bit of a shorter board for me to say. So I have used the like on school like gyms. so actually, at my school it's a bit interesting where, we have, you know, a gym on campus, which is space shits. it's big, it's, it's all right. It's nothing to sneeze at, but you know, it's a free gym, so who's gonna complain? Uh, yeah. I also, ha- we also have a mini gym in some of the dorms, or at least in mine, where down the basement, like 8.30 to like 12 every night, the mini gyms open, and you can do some like, some exercise there. It's really cardio stuff, but you can, do- but they do offer like yoga mats and stuff. I really just hang around there because, frankly, like especially in cold weather, it can't be bothered to walk to the gym. Walk all the way to the gym with like, with in just like gym shorts, so. But but yeah, <laughs> to put it short, I have used the gym. Yes, I generally go there for stress relief and stuff. As for clubs, uh, yeah, I've been involved with a, with a one or two clubs. So first semester, you know, I was involved with a bit more, but I had to sort of like narrow it down to find clubs that I actually enjoy going to. So right now, I'm currently involved with two clubs. One of which is uh the gaming society on campus. It's called like I think gaming society of New Paltz, where they do a variety of gaming, not just like video gaming or board gaming. It's sort of like a mix of both. Where you know you have one you have like uh-huh. one that's cool. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I love it. Uh do you guys team... have land parties? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I'd love for there to be LAN parties, but uh, <laughs> no, they usually just have like console games uh, and then board games, like various games, like Secret Hitler or like uh, occasionally you have like Uno Nights or card games or like D&D, Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons. And um, I'm currently serving on the e-board for that club, which I awesome. also very much nice. enjoy. Nice. Great.
1: That's great. Yeah.
3: That's
0: really awesome. That's
3: good. That's good to hear
0: because I think a lot of students are apprehensive about getting involved in clubs when they um, have any kind of disability, not even just a visual disability. So that's really awesome that you shared that. Um, I hope some students will take away that they can be fun and they are inviting whether you have a a visual disability or not. Thank you.
3: Uh, Because I'm blind in my left eye, I pretty much use a cane even though I can see fine. Not that many people have, you know, Grilled me about it. People have questioned it. People have questioned it, but they're polite about it. So mm-hmm. I got lucky there. That I'm not, you know, facing any obstacles because of my visual impairment. Only thing is, I just got to move closer to the TV. That's all. That's
1: that's great. I think it's important too, like to realize, nice. like I think what you shared about social life, your club, being in clubs, being with your friends, how important that is. Uh, you know, I think it's absolutely. It's absolutely key to having a, a, a successful college um, you know is, is being able to network with people just like we were talking about. so um, and it's important uh, it, I think just as important as academics. so thank you for thank you for sharing um, your experiences uh, both both of you, faison and and Brian. Um, now, um, we'll speak with another student, um Caitlin Ryan. Um, so, Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. Could
4: you tell us a little about yourself? Thank you so much. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so my name is Caitlin, I'm 20. This is my third semester in community college because uh, I went for a semester in Minneapolis when I did training at a blindness center up there called Blind Incorporated, but now I attend Blackhawk Community College. Um, so I attend Black Hawk Community College and I live in the student apartments up there, and I'm going to become a teacher of the visually impaired, and I'm going to minor in Spanish. And what year did you say you were in, in college right now? So I'm technically still a freshman because I took, uh, with Blind Incorporated, I was able to take community college classes while getting like the uh-huh. independent living skills I needed, so I actually had the support as a Blind Incorporated staff. So it's my third cool. semester, I'm still considered a freshman
1: Okay, okay, that's great. All right, so um, what is one of the challenges that you have faced so far during college?
4: So my first semester was pretty smooth sailing because it was just two classes and I had the skills, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually a dog user. So actually the biggest challenge I have faced is um, access with my guide dog.
1: Oh, wow, can you elaborate on that
4: please? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, the disability coordinator was not really hip on me having a dog on campus. She was nervous mm-hmm. about accidents and other issues, mm-hmm. which we did have a couple accidents when I was walking on my um, gym. Uh, my college gym has an indoor track, but I cleaned them up mm-hmm. and took like the appropriate precautions to like correct her and do what I needed to do. But they were trying to Mm -hmm. tell me that, like, the dogs just shouldn't be on campus due to the fact that she could have accidents and that apparently some Mm -hmm. students were getting distracted by her because they could just look at her and not the teacher. So Mm -hmm. it was a lot of involving. I went to the Seeing Eye, and I'm going to give a big shout out to Melissa Allman, who's the advocacy specialist at the Seeing Eye, who helped um, advocate with me and explain the ADA and explain all the laws about guide dogs and how the dog is helpful. And making me an independent person. Also, at the time, there was a president. His name is Jim, and he also explained the need of the dog because uh, Jim and Melissa are both dog users
1: themselves. Oh man, thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm also a Seeing Eye graduate, so I know both Melissa and Jim, and I have <laughs> had them help me with with uh, similar issues. So. I'm I'm really, really glad they were able to. So so now at this point, are you still facing that type of, of um access issue or has that has that pretty much been resolved?
4: It's been resolved. So actually now my challenge is I'm in math class and we're doing graphing. And it's online because of the whole oh. situation. So that's my new mm-hmm. life challenge. <laughs>
1: So, so what are you, what, what have you done? Um, has your mentor helped you with this issue or have you found, what, what other ways uh, have you so found actually, to get around this issue?
4: It's kind of came up like within the past couple weeks because Megan and I do bi-weekly calls. Megan is my mentor. And we've been texting mm-hmm. a little bit about the graphing stuff. Um, she's actually calling me tomorrow. So uh, we're going to discuss mm-hmm. it more. I've also been using utilizing the college tutoring center. We have great tutors Okay um, and they've been able to do tutoring over the phone with me so that's been super helpful in explaining the graph. Also the disability center mm-hmm. was able to order raised graph paper so that oh, was great has been yes.
1: super helpful.
0: Um, if you haven't used them already I would look into wiki sticks. Wiki sticks are a great way for you to build your graph in a tactile way. Um, for those who don't know wiki stick is a little Wax straw or a wax string—it's a—it's a string coated in wax, and you can take those strings and you can bend them and mold them and push them and stick them on your raised graph paper. That's how um, I used to do graphing as a, a blind um, college student doing calculus and and such uh, math things. So that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And It does sound like you are using the tutor centers, which is um, also a great thing because that's a question I was going to ask you. So. Thanks for sharing that.
4: Oh, no problem. And also just for people, because like WikiSticks is a common name, but they um also have been called Benderoos in a lot of craft stores. They actually call them Benderoos. So just in case students are like, okay, let's go get these. And they go to a craft store and ask for customer assistance. And they're like, what's sticks? You can say, oh, Benderoos. And they're the same thing.
1: Tell me tell me one thing um, or several things, if you like, that you have enjoyed so far about your college experience.
4: I love that, like, I mean, and we kind of started Blind Incorporated, too, but I love meeting people from different backgrounds and diversities. I come from a small town of 800 people, so we all knew each other and, like, on a family farm, so honestly, growing up, I'm just like, everyone has to live the same, right? So I like that it's taught me that everyone does live differently and has a bunch of different unique experiences, so, I really like that, and I just like the social part overall. I also love my job that I actually have on campus now. And I just think college is overall easier than high school.
1: <laughs> now, now, wait, what job is this that you have on campus?
4: So, I am what they call an event coordinator, so I advertise the different events that are happening on college and um like get decorations up form like for Black History Month, like all the different like African-Americans that have made you know a difference and we put quotes up we decorated Mm -hmm. the campus for Valentine's Day and different stuff and then usually like a few days before the event we have a popcorn stand that we set up So that way as students are walking by Mm -hmm. they're like oh free popcorn and then I get to explain the event that is going on the location the time the day you know and any other questions that students or staff may have about the event
1: That's great. That's great. So, so thank you so much. Um, Thank you so much for for your uh, wonderful insights, Caitlin, and for being on this podcast. You're welcome.
0: Thanks, Rachel, for those great interviews. Be sure to join us next time for episode three, where we're going to be talking all about relationships, relationships from a personal, professional, and even romantic perspective with one of our veteran mentors, Caitlin Mangiello. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and share with your friends that we have started this new journey of podcasting. Before we go, we'd just like to thank the Learning Ally staff for supporting us in the launch of a podcast, as well as our funders and stakeholders for supporting us in all that we do. The co-host for... College Knowledge are Brian Duarte, Rachel Greider, and Rashad Jones. The program director is Mary Alexander. The podcast writer is Kristen Waitucky. Abigail Shaw produced the audio, and our social media and distribution manager is Katie Etaggio. My name is Brian Duarte,
1: and thank you for joining us for College Knowledge.